If you still don't hear us, then do let us know. But then, I hope we are back on the airwaves with your sound. Thank you so much for choosing Apex One Radio. My name is Anes Kanjo, and uh, the station is Apex One Radio. We broadcast 24-7 from the state of Ohio in the city of Columbus and in the United States of America. Three minutes past three here in the studio. Should be 804, 804 in Bamenda. Bamenda from where? The guest in today's edition of Apex Anthology will be speaking. And so if you are just joining us, welcome to Apex One Radio. Welcome to a new edition of Apex Anthology. And if you are just coming across this show for the first time, then it is a platform where we celebrate poetry, where we celebrate those people who make this art. And of course, this literary genre, I'm talking about the poets. And here on radio, we only put those poems for your entertainment. And of course, we get experts to appreciate them. Content manager, Johnny Sharon, and my producer, Maxwell, I did tell me they are ready for this edition of Apex Anthology. I am ready as well. Right, so let's go. Hey, Jamani, did you be so bold? 
except God, creator of mankind, no one is perfect. Perfection is unattainable. In simple terms, no human being is perfect. None can ever be. Perfection is a farce. Of course, no one is surely expecting the other to be perfect. If perfection is an expectation, then that expectation can never materialize. Utopia refers to a situation where everything is good, positive, possible, and perfect. Since there can never be a perfect situation, a perfect person or a perfect place, there can never be a utopian society. We live in a world of imperfection. However, since perfection is better than the bad and the ugly, we can only strive for it. We may never get there, but not making an effort to be perfect would also be illogical. As human beings who should look up to the good, the better and the best, we have to continuously work towards perfection. In our imperfect state as humans, we get to wrong people every day, every time, sometimes deliberately and at other times not willfully. We say some things we do not have to say. We see some things we do not have to see. Do certain things that must not be done. And then fail to do some things which must be done. And in the process, we hurt some people knowingly or unknowingly. At times, we realize that we hurt some people by doing what we do. It is okay if we do not realize, but if we do realize, then we don't do anything about it, there is a problem. However, if we realize that we hurt somebody, then we go to them and beg for forgiveness, we've done the right thing. Apology is a virtue. It is not a weakness. It is strength. So how often do you say, I am sorry? Do you say it at all? And how do you feel when you say, I am sorry? Apology is what is comprised in one of the poems we will be looking into in this edition of Apex Anthology. The poem is written by our guest poet on the show today. Matani is his name. He is the author of several other poems which we will have the pleasure of introducing to you or having you have on this show today. So welcome to this fresh edition of Apex Anthology. My name is Ernest Kanjo. The show is produced from Vasuj in Germany by Marcel Ajidan, of course. Our content manager 
Sharon Jones there. Our guest poet is also on standby, ready to tell us the story of his poetry and, of course, just how he got into this art. For those of you who are out there watching us on Facebook or listening to us on apex1radio.com or on the tuning app, we want to say thank you so much for choosing this station. We're going to ask you to sit back, relax, and, of course, enjoy every bit of what we will be presenting to you this Sunday. Beautiful poems. Beautiful analysis, beautiful appreciation, and of course, what of you. So, sit back, relax, don't go away. I will be right back. This is Apex One Radio. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Thank you very much, NS. Thank you very much. How are you today? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Okay. Right. So we're sorry for the technical hitches we've had this uh, 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 this uh, uh, afternoon. We should be evening then Bamenda. Uh, thank God we are back on the airwaves. So how is Bamenda today? Uh, and as it is raining cats and dogs now in Bermuda, heavy rains mm. just got uh, heavy rains just started this evening, just about the time we are about to start this program. Mm. But Bermuda is calm, Bermuda is fine, Bermuda is beautiful. Mm. We're glad to hear that Bermuda is calm and beautiful, right? So, this is Apex Anthology. Well, welcome to this show. Uh, this, of course, is the first time you are coming on this show. I remember I had you on radio. Uh, but that was on Apex uh, uh, One Radio's African Fiesta. So tell me, for how long have you been writing poems? Uh, NS, I wrote my first poem, Stay Away, in 2005, in form for GBHS Bamenda here in Cameroon. Mm-hmm. So since then, I've been writing poems. So if I'm counting from 2005 to now, it makes me 15 years in the poetry writing business. 15 years, right. Um, that yes. means you've seen the four corners of uh, poetry. Would you say it's been an, uh, a wonderful experience writing points for those 15 years? Any regrets? I will say it's been an amazing experience. Writing mm-hmm. a poem is like you talking to yourself, not just within, but writing it out down. Mm-hmm. Since it helps release you from pain or it helps expresses your joy. When you do that, you feel fulfilled and you feel like, okay, mm-hmm. I am fulfilled, and sometimes when you, the poem gets to inspire someone, you feel like, okay, I've contributed my own quarter to the development of humanity or to uh, the happiness of someone. How often do you write poems? Weekly, daily, monthly? I would say I write poems daily. I like like writing, so poetry is something I write daily. Whenever I'm inspired, I have to. I just jot something down. Uh, a year has three hundred and sixty-five days uh, and you've been writing points for 15 years if we have to uh, uh, multiply 15 by 350 that should be <laughs> that should be a great number um, so if we get into your repertoire how many poems are we going to find in there 
Okay, before I say that, I'll say, when I say I write poems daily, it's like sometimes you get the inspiration, you write just a stanza, mm -hmm. and uh, the, another time you get another inspiration and you continue with the other stanza. It doesn't mean that uh, most days I write a whole full poem. Okay. So, uh, but I have uh, close to a hundred poems in my repertoire. Mm -hmm. Right. So, can you trace your relationship with uh, poetry? What was your inspiration? What motivated you to to start writing poems? My first poem, "Stay Away," was just a way to express or advice advice myself mm -hmm. and those around me in order to in order to uh, so that they can achieve more. But the truth is, most times I write because I'm in pain. When I'm in pain and I need to relieve myself of that pain, I just take my pain and I write my pain in uh, on, on paper. When I'm overjoyed too, I write it down. When I feel like there is a situation going on where I can take no physical action to help the situation, I think writing is the only way in which I think will help that situation, so I write. Mm -hmm. And also, when I listen to good, inspiring music, uh, good, good, inspiring music, or I listen to other points or read other points, I, I am inspired to write poetry. Does it mean that you only write your own experience or uh, you also uh, write based on uh, what is happening with other people or what is happening to other people? Basically, I write based on my experience and I also write based on the experiences of others. Those who I have witnessed them experiencing a particular situation, mm -hmm. then I have to somehow put it in writing so that it can help others to triumph when they get into that particular situation. Apart from uh, 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 writing to reflect your pain, what other themes do you exploit in your poems? Okay, I, explore, I exploit themes that has to do with love. Mm -hmm. I also write poems on politics, I write poems on nature, mm -hmm. I write poems on beauty, culture, history, and I also write activist poems. Mm -hmm. Right. So, have you published your works in any book, any anthology, newspapers, magazines? Uh, two of my poems were published uh, in the... the the book bearing the anthology bearing witness mm -hmm. that uh, it's a book that depicts uh, their poems a collection of poems from uh, those a collection of poems from those suffering those who are suffering from the crisis trying to tell talk about the crisis we are going through here in Cameroon mm -hmm. so two of my poems were published in that anthology I have uh, we will get some of the poems in the program Wuside Peace mm -hmm. and uh, one other which is Reality those two poems were published in that anthology. What has been the feedback of people uh, who have come across your poems, who have read them, who have uh, 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 witnessed you recite them? So what, what have they been telling you? Uh, truly, Enes, if I am still writing till this particular moment, mm -hmm. it is because for, of the reaction I've gotten from some of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them t told me that, okay, I have pieces of my poem that when they get up in the morning and they feel down, that is what they have to suffer before beginning their day. That is what they use to uplift their spirit. And when they say that, I feel so fulfilled. And uh, others too say that, okay, sometimes I use words or I use names or I use uh, quotations in my poem that will trigger them to go and read more and find out more about certain things about their lives or their country or Africa or the world. Hmm. His name is... Uh 
Motani is a poet. He's speaking live from Bamenda, author of so many beautiful poems, some of which you will be having the singular pleasure of suffering on the show. So, Motani, you're going to take um, the first break. Time for us to go to uh, Victoria and listen to your first poem. Sharon Jenner is on standby, ready to do that presentation. So, uh, I'll be right back with you. All right. Tota mami na pashulale, tuniani maleno. Tota mami na pashulale. Let's get into the poet's uh, repertoire and find out just what he has for us as far as poems are concerned. Joining us from Victoria is Sharon Jenner with our first poem of the day. Sharon, welcome. Thank you, Ernest. How are you today? I'm wonderful, and you? So, who friend do we have? So we have a backward Right. Let's go. Then they wonder how we will progress. But they let people be confused whether their prayer they instead give me a success. With no good votes, then the things say we no go rise. With frequent power curse, 
see how we improvise. We need opposition. Come see how then we try to make sure who put me to a mess. We get all the best schools. See how we do wonder after school. Now, Abakwadis, then say we do make more. Say we day on top. Say we require. Say we sit turn up on our own and not to wait other people forgive me to them. So, then the lucky like same. As we write them, act them, then sell them, then pray make them see them. Abakwa breeze, we not listen to our heart again. Say, gain no day to put the pain. Now, head the pay. So, we must use them every day in order for no turn day. And we believe, say, at the end of the tunnel, we could see that light ray. For second saying, we know did them. Because when we lay down like nothing, we did plant something. We did wear our cross to fix our head for jump for jump the crown. Now Abakwa did so, we devise with no models to look up to, but only the skies. Without it, but like the incurable disease aids. Even if you try to freeze me, we go still rise. Because say now our destiny, and we go Caesar, even if you cause the storm for only before you are pleased. We day in peace when we fight for justice, even though we look, treat and throw away like war pieces. Abakwa breathes by Motani. Over to you, NS. Thank you very much, Ernest. Thank you very much. Right. So, uh, Abaka Breeze, uh, what was your motivation at the time you were writing this poem? Abaka Breeze, the inspiration and motivation behind Abaka Breeze is about uh, what we are going through here in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no, as the poem depicts, we have we had we have no good roads. We have no good. Uh, no good stuff, no even good electricity, but we are still trying and we are still succeeding. So my inspiration for that poem was our daily life, our daily life here in Abakwa, Bamenda itself. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Uh, and uh, um, did you follow any particular uh, poetic uh, um, uh, style in, in writing this poem? If you look through the lines, uh, uh, NS, you will see that I think most of it, most of what I followed here was mostly the the rhyme scheme, the rhyme scheme, the rhyme scheme for the poems. I think they, they call it a, a simile. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. the rhyme scheme. That was the the rhyme scheme giving him a tone, giving the poem a tone. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the word breeze. What what would breeze signify here in the title Abakwa breeze? Breeze is like air, air, just air flowing, air flowing. So it's like, okay, we are here in Bermuda. We have nothing good, but we just breathe the air. We just, we just, we are just moving like breeze, no control, nothing. But we are striving to progress. We are striving to make it better. We are tri striving and succeeding while others are hoping that we fail. Hmm. Wow. So tell me, has this point been uh, uh, presented anywhere publicly? Abakwa Breeze, I will say there is a recorded version already of Abakwa Breeze, a recorded version, and it has been presented at uh, the Enbaka Awards, 20, Enbaka 20, last year. It was the opening act for the Enbaka 20 Awards last year, New Breeze Celebrity Awards here in Bamenda. Mm -hmm. And uh, how did the public react to it? The public was amazed. They were amazed, not just by the words, but by the dance crew who had to do somehow something like an interpretation mm -hmm. of the poem, like uh, like doing something. They call it a, a physical reflection of what the poem was about. So mm -hmm. the public was amazed. They were happy, and uh, the layman too was was so happy, saying that okay, it's good for us to start writing things that they can understand. Mm -hmm. Not always using grammar, but at times we should go down to using pigeon so that they too can feel that they belong and enjoy the work that we do. How long did it take you to write this poem? And was it easy to write it, given that uh, you're using a language which is not very conventional? Uh, it took me close to two weeks to write about Quabris. I started writing about Quabris at a wedding I attended and I was just inspired by uh, one young man, Louis Sum, for a music he presented. And from there, I had to pin down something. I just took my phone and I was typing in the message. Mm -hmm. From there, I had to develop it to come up until I came out with Abakwa Breeze. Uh, a poem that paints the picture 
of uh, the Abakwa people and of course uh, the environment which the poet says has um, uh, been abandoned yet there are people who um, are ingenious in nature they are able to rise each time before Abakwa bees by Motani it has put a time to 26 minutes to 4 here in the studio of Apex One Radio this is Vital Labir is accompanying us in that beautiful and soul-searching piece of music which has put the time to 26 minutes to 4 here in the studio of Apex One Radio in Victoria is exactly 8.34pm and from the shores of the Atlantic Ocean Sharon Tonino joins us once again for yet another beautiful poem. Sharon, welcome back. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for having me. Right. So, um, which one do we have next? So, we have Ngoafi Pekin. Let's go. I didn't choose to be a child of my mother. In fact, I wasn't even there when she decided she liked the way my father looked at her. The way she got still by the bass or baritone in his voice. His choice of words, his hypnotism. I knew sometimes, I wonder what words he used to use to get her to hypnotize and helpless as to decide to conceive someone like me. I didn't choose to be born in Bamenda. Come to think of it, a backward would not have been my first choice if I was asked to choose. Being a writer too has never, has never been my thing, for I like talking all the time, and sometimes I fear I do not even make sense. I do not choose to be born in southern Cameroon or to speak English. What a strict culture, calling white, white, Green, green, yellow, yellow. If I was given the choice, maybe I would have chosen the language of Lamu. See how sweet it sounds. Bonjour, pardon-moi, mais je suis obliche de te raconter une histoire. Tu es mon soleil, l'amour de ma vie. Je ne peux pas te vivre sans toi. Peut-être everything we get is. Now, Namibi, young graphic boy, at Bingenda, Abidaminda, Abi Africa, I am human. Just like you, a full grown member of the species Homo sapiens. This is my story, though it sounds insane. 
Don't call me brother. They can't hold my hand when I am down. Don't call me brother. Only when I do what is acceptable by your standards. Or when I answer and take everything you do with my face down. Don't tell me we are equal but shoot me down when I stand up to fight for my right. In fact, what is right is not might. Though you use it time to suppress, clamp down my throat, or oh, I can't breathe. For when I try to raise my breath, so words resonate out of me. All you do is give me a name. So you can use it to justify why you learn me. If only you could understand my history, break through the eyes and overcome, you look at it. It is not listen to my story. For I am not that crazy and I don't want you to take it easy on me. But like you treat my problem like yours. For you say we are equal. But that don't mean nothing to me unless you can show it to me. Render justice to my case just like others. With impunity and respect for my life matters. Regardless of what skeletons I possess in my clothing. Even if you say it is what the law permits for my blood and that of my brothers and sisters shout for nothing else but justice. For what was and is being done to us. This is my story. I come from a land of kings, a land of flowing springs, a land of warriors and justice. I do not expect you to believe it. I do not expect you to love it. But if we are brothers like you propagated, you will respect it. For if you don't respect it, then you don't respect me. And our equality is a farce. If I had to choose, this time I would choose wisely. Graphic picking by Motorhome 2020. Over to you, Ernest.
Graphic picking and the first poem we heard on radio, uh, Bakwa Breeze, um, seem to have something uh, alike. So, uh, tell us, is there any connection between both poems? Uh, yes, there is actually a connection because it's about talking, talking about um, what we go through, what we go through in the Northwest, mm. the crisis and the coronavirus at the same time. And it took a month to write that poem. And uh, Graphic Begin was written at a time, the time where the George, the George Floyd incident happened in America. Mm-hmm. So with what was happening with uh, the African-Americans and George Floyd incident, I saw the George Floyd incident or the African-Americans in uh, abroad. We in the Northwest and Southwest, we are like the, the African-Americans here mm. in Cameroon. So... It was some sort of a synonymous situation mm-hmm. where like the, we are the blacks of, of, of Cameroon. So that was something, that's what inspired me to write that poem. Okay. Now, uh, tell me, um, what is your mindset, what is your state of mind when, 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 when you are writing this, uh, when you were writing this poem, what was your state of mind and uh, 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 the severity of the issue uh, kind of make it difficult for the words to come out or, or for you to actually uh, weave the poem to, to come out the way it, 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 it did. What is the relationship between the uh, issue and uh, you, you know, putting the words in the poem? Uh, seriously, when I was writing the graphic begin, uh, I was also some, some sort of really, really traumatized because I saw how I saw how uh, people rallied behind the George Floyd incident, and uh, the whole world was touched. But here in the Northwest and the Southwest, people get slaughtered every day, like chickens and goats and festive seasons. And since there is no camera to pick it up, and since there is no one to take up the case, it's like our lives don't matter. It's like our lives here in the Northwest and Southwest don't matter. So that was the pain I felt so much. When I was writing graphic picking and I, it was just a way to get the world to realize that okay while the George Floyd incident is happening we are also experiencing similar situations here in the Northwest and Southwest and uh, it's high time they look at it all right so um, tell me about the reaction to the poem by people who've uh, listened to it or who have uh, uh, been where you've presented it uh, sincerely, I will tell you, NS, I won't lie to you. Wherever I present um, Graphic Pekin, mm-hmm. most people, what they do is uh, they applaud the courage, but mm-hmm. they fear that uh, me calling A, A, and B, B might get me into trouble where I am. But I think I have no other option but to take to, to do what I do best. That's 
do activists right in to help bring uh, bring the minds of people or prick their consciences so that at least they can be reminded that okay we are humans and we can also live together and we can also be better together and uh, talking about uh, the kind of emotions uh, the poem uh, evoke um, have you noticed any and you as a poet who uh, is also writing out of experience um, each time you go through the lines of this particular poem uh, how do you feel well, when i look at the lines all i do is is, is pray to papa god that uh, he should help us help us get out of the situation we are facing Graphic mm. picking is uh, one of the poems written by motani who is an engaged poet and uh, like he said he's just one of those uh, writers who would call it uh, the way it is uh, that too is art that too is literature and uh, poets have always considered themselves the voice of the voiceless this is apex anthology on apex one radio we'll be right back don't go away show they tell us about their career in poetry they tell us about the poems they write their ambitions their projects and what have you Sharon welcome back thank you Anna. thanks for having me so uh, which one do we have next along my way right ahead young innocent happy and pure Contagious, sincere laughter. Beautiful world, trustworthy, loving and caring people for sure. 
The green grass, the refreshing breeze, blowing through my skin as I shiver. Along my way through life, I have come to realize, though you smile with me, you are not for me. Though we laugh together, you are actually laughing. Though we walk the same path, we walk at a different pace. Though you turn your back at me, watch your back because you won't see me coming. And I will fight hard to win my race. Though you may predict my future, I alone will determine my destiny. Along my way, I have come to know that I need to forgive your betrayer, not for you, but to liberate myself and grow. I need to go all out here, not waiting for some other person to make my dreams come true. I need to be no one else but myself. I was born an original and should not die a copy of someone else. I need to stand for what I believe or I will fall for anything. I need to make sure I do all I can because all I can do is enough. Along my way, I have come to accept that it is okay if you don't believe in my dreams. The dreams of one man lent not its wings to another. It is okay to walk in a team, for we are each of, each of us angels with only one wing and can only fly while holding each other. It is okay to try and fail, but when I fail, I don't give up, but rather take a different strategy for it is a necessity, for it is a necessary condition to succeed. I always get to console myself with the phrase, I will win if I do not quit. It is okay if you decide to be an obstacle, for it is your personal business, but get ready to get knocked, to get knocked down and knocked out. It is okay to fall, for it is the one of flying. Along the way, I don't care if a door has ever been opened. If I try today and it does not open, I will come back tomorrow and take the hitches off, for I know I will have to fight some battles more than once to win them. I don't care where I have been, for I have to stop looking where I have been and start looking at where I can be. I don't care if you are with me or not, because I know if you push me up the mountain, you will end up somewhere around the summit. I don't care when I get no as an answer. So it is a question and it is necessary to stimulate creativity. I don't care if I get wet, for I want to feel the rain. Along my way, I have concluded that we are all dying 
but a very few are actually leaving. Along the way, I have chosen to live life to the fullest. Every minute of each day, and whatever I want to do, I will do it now. For there are so many tomorrows that I have guaranteed to be in none. The vision that I glorify in my mind, the ideal that I enthrone in my heart, this I will build my life by. This I will become. Along my <clears throat> along my way. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you very much. So tell us what is on your way. 
<laughs> along my way, along my way. Uh, I think uh, along my way uh, was inspired by uh, a very close person to me who trusted the wrong people. Who trusted the wrong people? I think she could she could give her life for for that for a particular person. In the long in the in the end, she was totally disappointed. Mm -hmm. That's why if you look at the poem, you will see that we begin with uh, young, innocent, happy, and pure. That is trying to tell us when we are born, we are innocent, we are young, mm -hmm. we are happy, our loves are sincere. But as we begin to grow up, we get to realize that there is there is more to life than just than just living. Then if you look at uh, stanza 2 NS, you will see that stanza 2 is trying to make us understand that not everybody who comes to celebrate with you comes to celebrate for you. Okay. And also that uh, we all have different destinies and uh, each and every one of us has to take the, the bull by the horns to fight to make your own dreams mm -hmm. a reality. You have to do that. Nobody can do it for you. You alone can, can do that. Then if you look at again, you go down and you check the poem, you will see that uh, here I also try to make, try to bring out this, but I try to make people understand that forgiving someone is setting a prisoner free and to realize that the prisoner is you. You don't forgive people for them, but you forgive them for you. So that when you forgive them, you grow because it is said that when people, when some, when you hate someone, you're like tying yourself down. So people get to, people need to understand that you have to forgive others because of yourself you want to set yourself free you don't want to let them control your actions then the conclusion the point makes us understand that most of us are just existing while others are living and we, we are existing knowing that we don't have guarantee of the next moment so all we can do is focus on this moment do the most you can enjoy the most you can make the most value you can and also live life to the fullest this particular moment to whom are you writing this point this poem, actually, I'm writing it to myself, to myself. And the video is already on YouTube. Type Motali, I think we are also seeing it online. Mm -hmm. The video is also on YouTube. I'm writing it to myself because I listen to it all, all the time to get myself up, to remind myself why I started this journey of uh, uh, spoken word poetry. Mm -hmm. It's to myself. But does it apply to, to the lives of other people and to everybody? Definitely from the feedback i've gotten from others when they listen to the poem mm -hmm. they when the lines are being when they when they listen to the lines most of them are really really also inspired and they feel like okay i'm talking to them but when i tell them i'm talking to myself they are surprised because they say they have experienced similar situations in life mm -hmm. and uh, those lines are like just reminding them of the situations they've been facing so mm -hmm. so the poet uses uh, way along my way now does this signify that to the poet life is like a journey yes life is like a journey actually it is a journey as i am moving along my way i get to discover new things mm -hmm. don't be surprised at some of these things that are on along my way definitely when i when i as i'm moving through life maybe i'll discover more maybe i'll discover that some of them might not be true how long did it take you to complete this point uh, the situation I told you about a friend who actually was disappointed when the incident happened, I think that same day I wrote 80% of what is on this poem. Mm -hmm. Then after that, it took me close to three years. 
I think, three good years to now modify. Because as poets, you write from your heart, and then when you're editing now, you edit from your head. Okay. Now, uh, since this is a journey, and that journey is still is, is ongoing, are you... Uh, 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 saying that sometime you'll come back to, to this poem and add more lines as the journey goes on. As, as it goes, uh, it is, I think I already have Along My Way Part 2, okay. which is a continuation of uh, the lessons I keep learning along my way. That is yet to be released just like this one. Along mm. My Way by uh, our guest poet Motani is his name. It's live from Bamendai, this edition of Anthology, Reaching Your Life from the United States of America. Are you going to catch your breath again? Time for us to prepare and go back to Victoria, where Sharon is on standby for our next poem. from a mother who just lost her only child. Yet the cry from a people who have nothing more to lose. Everything that they need for has been swallowed up in violence. So now they ask, inside peace. She is not in the house I have checked. She is not in the street I have searched. She is not in the speeches you will and have been making. Neither is she in the conferences 
you have and will be organizing and attending. I have followed her tracks to the top of Mount Fako, down to the valleys of River Ndonga, and they told me there, she is not here. For the streets are so empty, filled with that suspicious silence so rare. I am consumed by fear, so I wonder, so dirty, and I ask, I dare, inside peace. She is not in a language I would speak. She is not in the culture, nor in your league. She is not in the government you are blaming. No, is she in the political parties, like they keep saying and affirming? I have knocked at his door. And that of her friend, though his enemies ravaged me from within. Softly, killing me with smile and the said, she can't be here. Let me drive you through this history. Down to understand the story that sounds like mystery. While Ruben Onyobe, Rudolph Dwala Mangabel gave his life, and John Go Foncha, Emmanuel Bella Mifafa Indeli, Solomon Tandong Muna made a strife. Why the spirit of Walimo Julius Kamberge Yerere? Usagefu Kwame Kuma, Mze Jomo Kenyatta, and Emperor Hale Selassie, Patrice Emery Lumumba, Nandi Azikri, Felix Hufed, and Nelson Rolila Mandiba Mandela have all risen in this season with the question. Is this what we gave our life for? Please make way for peace. My heart rage when I watch mothers among their husbands and sons, when I meet another corpse lying on the street. Lastly, and we all pass and curse, not caring in essence. We are becoming heartless. So I ask in reverence, there is peace. Tell me, has she gone out to search for the people's right, or is the Senate in session tonight? Or how has she left us for another faraway land, so it can reign and rule, not caring who has the might? Womie, haven't we had enough? For this road has been so tough. With droplets of bullets or popcorn, we recklessly call now like rain on my roof. Or has she left us now that it is really rough? There she stands and says, Here I am. Take my, if you may. For you sent me packing when you decided to reciprocate the hate. 
and allowed him to treat you with contempt, even though you were on a first date, hoping a magic wand will change his ill fate. You shot me away when you nursed feelings of revenge. And a new page you turned when you decided to go the way of the savage. And the blood of the innocent shook as wage instead of precipitating like a sage. I dwell not in the streets nor in your house. Neither do I dwell in languages and cultures. I dwell where there is justice, honesty, equality, and respect. Seek me truly and find me dancing with love. White like a dove, soaring high and waiting for you to make a move. Drag my absence, for there will be war. And this thing called war. Old men started, young men fighted. No man wins it. You may think you are doing it for your country, but the very people at the top are those who want it. Where is the glory of the former days? Why has silence speculated our streets? bringing even the innocent to their knees. Where are you? Tell me, peace. Where humanity reigns over sovereignty and territorial integrity, there you will find me. Moosite Peace by Motani, 2019. Over to you, NS. Thank you. 
God said slavery was exporting our talents. So we shouted so loud until it lost its shine and shape and they abolished that sin. But we still struggle to get back to them. The, the cost of even losing our lives on the high sea. Mama, you watched how the power treated us. They told us that on the day of creation, we were merely viewers of wood and drawers of water. And they told us in not so many words. This is Anthology, the edition of the 16th of August, 2020. Welcome back, Motani. Thank you once more. Thank you once more, Ernest. Right. So, uh, Woodside Peace, um, from all indication, um, has a similar theme with uh, some of the poems we've had earlier on the show. Tell us about it. Woodside Peace, it's a poem that is like uh, the people of uh, the Northwest and Southwest are crying, mm-hmm. are crying for help. Mm-hmm. You see, the poem begins with, uh, hear the cry of a young boy in a city running wild. Mm-hmm. Several things are happening in a city that never used to happen. And uh, you see, guys are crying. And also, it continues with a mother crying who has lost the only child. So it's like the people of the town the people of the northwest the people of the southwest are crying and asking where has peace gone where is the peace that used to to reign in these two regions what has happened to it then as they cry and they cry and they cry the voices of uh, the leaders of the past that fought for the africa for pan-africanism you have uh, robin omnio bell you have rudolph Duala mangabel you have john gu foncha emmanuel belalifafa endele and also the others in the other countries in Africa, like Mwalimo, Julius Kamberage, Nyerere, Osagie, Fonkwame, Nkrumah, Nelson, Rulala, Mandiba, they are asking, because they fought for peace. So they are asking that, what is happening in the Northwest and the Southwest, and what is happening in other African countries, the wars and all that, is this what they gave their lives for? Because they don't think they gave their lives for war. They gave their lives to liberate Africa, and not for Africans to be fighting amongst themselves. Then also, I think... Um, at the end of the poem, you will see peace coming in. Peace comes in, and peace is trying to say that that you shot me away. That the peace is trying to say that whenever you decide to take revenge, you're sending peace away. Whenever you decide to allow yourself to be treated wrongly, and you sit quiet, you're also sending peace away. And then at the at the last stanza of the poem, peace says that he that she dwells only where humanity reigns over sovereignty and territorial integrity that he is not in a language he is not in a culture he is not in a house he is not on the streets but where you see humanity reigns over sovereignty and territorial integrity that is where you will find peace where people treasure humanity over 
power or over sovereignty or ever territorial integrity. That's where peace reigns. And you That's say, how peace defends, defends herself at the end. And you say the poem is adapted from DK, Choku, Mary, Jess, uh, where is Uche? Where is Uche? Okay. Yes. DK Chukumerije it's a it's a spoken word poet in Nigeria, mm-hmm. one of uh, the people that have inspired me so much in spoken word poetry. And he did a poem Where is Uche? Where is Uche? And uh from it was that poem was this one was an adaptation from his poem. Hmm. I'm talking about uh, uh, spoken word poetry. How often do you perform your poems? Spoken word poetry, I think I perform I perform my poem poems at least once a month okay. at least once a month i must perform a poem all right and uh, is it on the black swagger platform yes i remember uh yen before i always give credit to him because he was somebody who saw something in me mm-hmm. when i never saw it in myself and believed in me when i never believed in myself so when he told me that akumbo Uhuru jones created this platform where we can not only write poetry but express our poetry speak our poetry out mm-hmm. and decided to take a, a try and it's been amazing so far all right so on, on the uh, black swagger uh, poetry slab yeah t- t- tell me what is the feeling when a poet uh, speaks their works versus just having them uh, in books for people to read i will say that uh, when a poet actually is the one speaking their words what he embodies is he embodies the spirit of the poem. Mm-hmm. He embodies the raison d'etre behind why he wrote the poem, mm-hmm. the emotions why he wrote the poem. He brings them out in his maybe his facial expression, maybe his tone of voice, and maybe his style of presentation. Mm-hmm. But when some other person is reading that poem, that person might not necessarily get, um, but might not necessarily understand the spirit to which that poem was written. But uh, NS, I would like to applaud uh, Sharon for the amazing work she has been doing reading those poems because there are some she read and i felt like it was actually me reading them <laughs> right okay when he comes back we'll be having our very last uh, uh, poem on the show apology actually is the poem that inspired our editorial for today don't go away this is apex anthology written you live from apex one radio we're doing the edition of the 16th of august 2020 i'll be right back with you Motani. all right
is uh, the last point we're going to have on the show today. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. I don't call you all kind names. Sexy, hot, delicious, without shame. On top of that, I don't often put you blame just because I thought you were mine to tame. And I used phrases like you were all the same. For that, I am sorry. I locked you in the kitchen, labeled you, labeled you a baby-making machine. Can you imagine? I only been interested in what is in jail. Oh, what a scene I brought to your scene. But before I leave this scene, permit me say, I am sorry. For all the times I laid my hands on you. For all the times I abused you. For all the times I saw you as an object, subject to my pleasure and love. For all the times you said no, that I kept pushing and I was mean to you. Let me say, forgive me. May my eyes not only see your curves, but see your tears. May they not only see that gap teeth, but feel the pain in your voice. May they not only see those big boots, but see your magnificent heart. May they not only see your flaws, but look higher to see your statue and humanity. And my superiority is faith. I want to see you, the human in you, the companion in you, the woman in you. <clears throat> I apologize. Now we adore your life, say I am the cause. My insecurity, my lack of self-confidence, my ego. I apologize. I apologize by Mokani 2020. Over to you, Anna.
Nazaire. Incompris de tous, il s'était replié sur lui-même afin d'éviter les détours. Et le sortait de sa carapace que pour dire sa colère. La vie l'avait meurtri à jamais et la cupidité des hommes l'avait placé dans le lot des démunis. very noble to go back to them and beg for forgiveness and it is even more noble when that friend forgives welcome back Motani. thank you once again Ernest. apologies so tell us about it apology is one of the poems one of the recent poems that i wrote Mm-hmm. We had a theme for Black Swagger, and that theme was the woman. Mm-hmm. And I felt it was high time I, I, as a person standing for all the men, render an apology for them. Mm-hmm. For we have called them all kinds of names, forgetting the main name, which is human. Mm-hmm. The main name, which the, the main name that is human, forgetting that they are human, forgetting that they have feelings, forgetting that uh, they are not meant to be relegated to the background. Mm-hmm. So it was a poem to apologize to all the women, for all the women who have been laid hands on by men, for all the women who have been abused by men. It was I, Motani, standing for the men and saying, we are sorry. Sometimes we do some stuff because of our ego, because of our insecurities, because of um, because of lack of knowledge, actually, lack of knowledge of what she's capable of. Mm-hmm. So it was Motani standing for all the men in the world and telling the ladies that we are sorry for what we do. We are sorry and please forgive us for our trespasses. Do you think it's hard for people to say they are sorry these days? Uh, Enes, it is actually really, really, it's really hard, but uh, there are situations where it's really here in the, the Northwest and the South, in the, the year in Cameroon, in africa in general mm. i think people say sorry now when they don't mean it actually because they hear okay so sorry will wave things away you just say okay why did you do this i say sorry now i'm sorry i'm sorry now mm-hmm. people say sorry when they don't mean it and uh, that's what has made some people don't even want to hear the word they say okay if you're sorry then show me don't say it but show me that you're sorry mm-hmm. right and so the point has written about apology Apology um, cannot stand alone. When there is apology, there is uh, forgiveness on the other side. It's like action and reaction. Are you thinking of uh, penning down something on forgiveness as well? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Because as I said, forgiving someone is setting a prisoner free and realizing that the prisoner is you. I think it's high time most people get to know that when you forgive, you're building you. You're not weak, but you're building yourself. Tell me, what are your projects as we speak? Do you have anything in the pipeline? Where do you intend to take your poetry to? Okay, as we speak, I will tell you, uh, NS, 
uh, we already have a recorded version of Along My Way is already on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodside Peace is already, we have a recorded version. We are trying to, we are preparing to do the video of Woodside Peace. Mm-hmm. And also Abakwa Breeze, we are also uh, daring to do its video. The, vi- the audio is ready mm-hmm. and we are daring to do the video of Abakwa Breeze. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the things we are, those are the projects we want to do. We want to come up with a video for Woodside Peace and a video for Abakwa Breeze and also to do a recording of Apology because it's a powerful poem that maybe can also help solve some problems in particular homes or in societies around the world. Scores of young people today get into music uh, because they see some fringe benefit in it. Uh, uh, others get into other forms of arts um, that are marketable. You've decided to uh, invest in poetry, which, like I've always said on the show, is not uh, uh, that valorized. You know, a lot of people find what you're doing really strange. You must be an intellectual and somebody coming from a literature background to to enjoy this kind of art. Are you comfortable in it? And um, do you think that poetry could be something that could uh, 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 you know ensure livelihood to young people for young people i sincerely believe it it, it could because i know whatever the heart of man can believe and uh, can conceive and believe it can achieve mm-hmm. uh if uh there's been nobody in the past who could use poetry as a source of living or to sustain themselves mm-hmm. if you believe you can you can do it and i believe that poetry the poetry that i do First of all, the first thing the first thing I do poetry is first of all to contribute my only two quarter to the development of humanity and to give back to the community what I got from them. Mm. Then I also believe that the poetry can also put food on your table, and uh, it has been doing a lot for me because I've been having uh, opportunities to present at uh, seminars and all that, and and I'm being paid for that. Mm. I'm being paid for that. I didn't go in for the pay, but for the passion and for the contribution I want to make. But gradually, gradually. I get I, I get some some remuneration for my presentations at particular places. If you get some remunerations in the course of it, then uh, so be it. It's also uh, why um, artists, you know, uh, uh, grow because at some point they get uh, uh, compensated for the work they do. And so we hope that he's is not going to be different. He's definitely going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, make a living. Why not? From what he does, quite a talented, what a talented uh, uh, poet, quite engaged and uh, quite successful. I must say. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, Motani. Uh, just before you go away, uh, what advice would you have for young people who 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 love poetry yet the thing that it, it you know it it doesn't pay like music, as I said before? What would you advise them? I will say that I will tell them that uh, if you believe deep down in you that poetry is your thing, you should go for it. Because in the long run, if you don't go for it, you might end up getting all the money but still feeling unhappy because you didn't go for what you believed down deep down in you that it was yours. Mm. And when you end up feeling that hole within you because you didn't go for what you what what what, what you were passionate about, 
you try you start trying to fill that hole with uh, with alcohol, drugs, sex, and all that, but that will not go away till you get to what you're passionate about. So if you feel deep down that poetry is your thing, make sure you go into it. And in the world that we live today, you should learn to also diversify your sources of income. And also when you go into the poetry, make sure you build some skill too, some other skill that can also be used, can also use it like a subsidiary while building your poetry career. If you feel deep down in you that poetry is your thing, why not go for it? Thank you so much, Mutani, for joining us on the show today. In the course of time, we'll have you back on this platform. Congrats on the great job you're doing, and we wish you all the best. Thank you very, very much, Enes, for having me. Mm-hmm. Have a fantastic rest of the day out there. Thank you. Have a great one, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Sharon Zione was our content manager. Our poetry guide was Iggy Mizu. Ken Shalimonet was our poetic appreciation resource person. This show was produced from Germany, precisely from the HO city of Balsut by Marcel Ajit. And of course, hosted in the studio in Columbus, Ohio, USA, by Ernest Kanjo. We'll be back in two weeks for yet another edition of Apex Anthology. And until we meet, it is bye bye. And may God bless you.